This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a This is Live at Five. Yeah, live at loud, Five. Too live loud, at five. yeah. Yep, yeah, that's too loud, too. Too live crew. Too live crew. <clears throat> uh, about nine minutes after the hour here on a gorgeous Friday. Good luck getting calls today on a Friday afternoon. Not quite Memorial Day, but it feels like it already, so. Uh, hopefully it looks like uh, spring and summer have arrived at the same time. Winter is gone. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, uh, monster, monster uh, uh, yard sales going on right now. Right not now, tomorrow. They're setting up over there. I was over there uh, for a couple of hours this afternoon. Uh, a lot of the staff is over there taking care of customers. Monster yard sale, you've been hearing it ad nauseum. For about two months now, uh, where you have an opportunity to go into a, a huge air-conditioned arena. And by the way, the air-conditioning feels fabulous. Remember, that place, uh, after $14 million, does have air conditioning. And it's the best $14 million this city has ever, repeat, ever spent. Ever. And I'm glad they did it when they did it, because if they had to do that project today, it would be double that. So anyway, the Monster Garage sale is tomorrow from 9 to 3. So I'll do like uh, the, uh, the Massey's Furniture Barn guy. <clears throat> the doors will open at 9 o'clock at the Watertown Arena. Everything from rags to riches. You can get T-shirts and diapers. Can't get baby formula, though. We don't have it. The Monster Garage Sale is tomorrow. Six hours of great savings. Sorry. Uh, I used to love that guy. I, I forget what they called him. I think he was out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <clears throat> uh, so let's, uh, let's have a lighthearted uh, Friday. Uh, I did meet Joe Pinion today. And someone, I won't say who. But someone made a very good point, and they said, "Is he?" They, he, he came up to me and says, "Is that his real name?" I go, "What do you mean? It, it just sounds like a moniker or something. It just sounds like, it sounds like something you know, uh, uh, you know, like like uh, like like he's doing stand up." I go, "Why do you say that?" It says, "Well, his name is Joe Pinion. Like, what's your opinion? <laughs> I mean, it's like, eh, I guess so. Makes yeah, Joe Pinion." So, interesting observation today. But that's his name. He's running as uh, senator. He's going to be the Republican candidate in the general election against uh, your Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, who, and I, I, I stated yesterday, probably is not taking uh, Mr. Pinion seriously, just like Apollo Creed didn't uh, uh, take the Italian stallion seriously. It almost cost him. I want a rematch. You, you don't want one. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey Glenn, how you doing? What's happening? Kevin Oliver. Uh, Kevin Oliver. I was just I was just making a Rocky reference 
And sure enough, Kevin Oliver, the, the boxer himself, calls in. Yo, uh, you know, Mick, uh, <laughs> you know, yo, Adrian, I never asked you to stop being a woman. Don't ask me to stop being a man. Is, it, what, <laughs> what, does he say that in two or three? Well, I can't remember that line. He didn't say that. <laughs> I think that was uh, Rocky Two. Rocky Two. The forgotten Rocky. Yeah. Everyone forgets the, the well. The, most people should forget Rocky four, five, and six, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. But, you know, Clubber Lang and Clubber Lang was Ro- great, great episode, great uh, addition. Hey, yeah, Clubber Lang actually made its uh, point in uh, a Ted and Ted Two, if I remember right. Did he really? Uh, is that the yeah, one? Yeah, didn't uh, Ted in the movie Ted? He uh, he changed his leg, uh, his name to Ted Clubber Lang or something like that. <laughs> that's that's funny. Ted is the one about the. The teddy bear that's really obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, the Mark, teddy bear with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Be, uh, yeah, that yeah, whole. They, can't, they could never put that on TV now. It's too, uh, un, you know, politically incorrect. Yeah, and it's funny because the guy who does that also does Family Guy. I forget his name now. He's got an Irish name from Rhode Island. Uh, he created uh-huh. uh, the Ted series, and he's a he is just. Uh, whenever I watch Family Guy, uh, uh, Kevin, I can't believe that that show is actually on the air. I love every second of it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's so it's so politically incorrect, and yet he's a huge lefty. The, I'm forgetting his name. Anyone out there can text no me. The name. Yeah, you, big time. Well, of course he's Hollywood. Hey, I, yeah, I was hearing you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, online, of course. Uh, we're still in Florida, where the gas prices are probably cheaper than up there. But uh, yeah, yeah. wanted to see where the where the air conditioning in the new arena after are going to open that up for hopefully uh, boxing matches. Well, next, next it's, it's funny you should say that because uh, next Saturday, not tomorrow, but next Saturday is uh, John Gibbons is doing yet another big MMA event. Uh, next, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I went to the one in August. I've I've gone to most of them. I went to the one in August, and uh, it was just it was it was the best yet. It, it was it was packed. It was wall. It was elbow to elbow. We're expecting the same hopefully uh, next week. But the air conditioning yeah, the makes la- a huge difference. Huge difference. Oh, the last uh, I guess the last boxing uh, event Johnny held up there was same thing. It was uh, uh, everybody let me know Eric Schwartz and the guys let me know that it was uh, one of the best he'd ever done. That's so. good. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's good for Johnny. Yeah, that is and good for club. Johnny. Right, and the club, because they need it. They definitely do. And yeah, how's everything back in New York? I, we, we miss it up there, and we'll head up in probably in another week or so and uh, and hang out there and all that. But uh, yeah, I, you don't know, miss the politics. No, you can't miss the politics. And, you know, have you ever met uh, DeSantis yourself, Kevin? Have you ever had that opportunity? I never have. Dara has. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, I met, I met your uh, your governor. Um, Hokel uh, at a funeral. Hokel did the. Uh, she actually spoke at Dara's aunt's funeral, and uh, oh, and it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen in my life. Why? Wait, wait. Well, are you saying that just because of her politics, or because of what she said at the uh, at the funeral? Well, it was her politics and what she said at the funeral. We're at a funeral for a beautiful lady that was a hardcore Democrat that was the uh, president of the uh, CSEA union yeah. uh, in western New York. Mm-hmm. But she, everyone was always welcome in Aunt Flo's uh, house. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a libertarian. I, and we would play jokes on each other and kid around. Mm-hmm. When she got up to the podium to speak, it was everything was anti-Republicans, anti-Trump, wow. defeat Trump, whatever wow. you can do. It remind me of the uh, video, the old uh, reels that you would see at a uh, Hitler rally. Wow. And people in the audience looked at me, we looked at each other like, oh my God, this wow. is a funeral. Yeah. 
So when was that? Uh, it, that had to be more. That had to be not too long ago, no? Uh, well, Dara sitting next to me. It yeah. was three years. Uh, three years ago. Oh, so she was so three years ago as a lieutenant governor. She shows up at a yep. funeral for someone that ran the CSEA, and she took yep. that opportunity to, to use uh, use it rather as a political platform for herself. Correct. Yep. Unbelievable. Without a doubt. Um, I mean, people, you know, of course, when you, when you gather after the funeral, uh, yeah. we went to an uh, Italian place to gather. And when we did that, um, people from all over the country were looking and we were all got talking. Go, oh, my God, I couldn't believe that. I mean, a, a Democrat yeah. from Boston. Right. Went, oh, my God, I'm it, a Democrat, but I can't believe she did that. It's, it's unbelievable. So, it really is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought something like that up because my observation of our vice president, Kamala Harris, is in, is so indicative of someone who knows one, you know, you know how you have a ten speed bike. Uh, she knows yep. one speed. She doesn't know the other nine speeds. She knows one, and whenever it's yep. got anything to do with you know protecting women's rights and just bashing you know white men's decisions, and I'm talking of course about Roe versus Wade. Uh, she's very energetic. All of a sudden, she could speak like a vice president. But when it comes to anything else, Kevin, like the like the border, like like you, her explanation of Ukraine, she sounds like a three year old. She doesn't have any kutzpah to her tone at all. And so, you know, I when you look at Hochul three years ago, it was almost the same thing because they, they only know one speed, Kevin, and that's all they know. Right. I agree. And, you know, and, and Glenn, it's with as far as like Kathy Hochul is, there's a difference between people like that, Democrats like that. And I'm not a, a Bill Clinton fan, but Bill Clinton had more than one speed. He, right, he whatever did. room he was in, he could play that room. He could. And that's what. I'm a popular president. Right. Again, I'm not a big fan of his. No. But he could play that room. He could, and yeah. Boy, you almost sound like him when the way you said that. Hey, you could play that room. I used to stay at the Peabody Hotel where he had his fam- famous incident down in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, what incident, incident was that? What incident was that? Was that Jennifer Flowers? Yeah, Jennifer Flowers, the lounge. Oh, I shouldn't call her that. She was very lovely. Oh, hey, you got to be kind. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, knew a guy, I knew a guy from Arkansas that he and his brother, they used to own Channel 50 up here. They started it back in the late 80s. And he told me that, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, as governor at the time, just walked in the back of a bar. He had his, you know, the state, his, his own state policeman there. And he grabbed a woman, woman's breast, right? And it was, it was someone that he knew. He just, hey, who was that owned 50 in, in, in the late 80s? I'm trying to think of their name. Um, it was more, <clears throat> it was, uh, oh boy, there was so many. There was a couple, I know. Yeah. I remember those days, too. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think of. I was at WNCQ and CIZ back then. Well, you really, so you knew, you knew Dave Luke. You need, uh, you, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew Dave and uh, Ted Billadu. Ted Billadu. In fact, I just got the word that. CIZ FM is trying to put together a, a reunion. Are uh, they really? Yeah. 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 Car- Carl Kraft. So. Um, yeah. yeah. Carl, yeah. and then, uh, uh, oh, well, of course. Um, Johnny Keegan. Uh, yeah, Johnny. Well, actually, I trained Johnny Keegan. Over Did you really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was there for a few years before he came in. Uh, um, oh, God. You're breaking up, but no, you're coming up with good good stuff from the old days. From uh, bad radio. Angel. Oh, Fred Angel, of course, yes, and Hazelhurst, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big Q country that back then. Yeah, yeah, and then it went to AM, and then um, well, the rest, you know, as you know, they sold out to uh, to a couple of companies. 
we, we know how radio is, Glenn. Oh, yeah, we know. Trust me. I, uh, trust me. So, it, it, it's, here's well, the, hey, I'll let you go with yeah. another caller. I just wanted to check in and say hi. Uh, you know, we, we still listen, listen to you down in Florida. So. That's awesome. Well, say hi Ron, to Ron DeSantis if you ever have a chance, Kevin. Hey, we have the best governor in all 50 states. No doubt. You beat us, but that's for sure. And you just proved that in your story. Well, Kevin, uh, you take th- care. say hi to everyone. Thanks again. Kevin Oliver here on the Live at Five show, a, a pilot of uh, himself uh, with Southwest Airlines and also former uh, Golden Glove boxer uh, and uh, a good boxer at that back in the day. Um, so anyway, yeah, so it, it, sticking to the radio nostalgia here, his history, uh, on um, Gil- the Gifford Street Road is, is Route 12, right outside, right, right, right near uh, Burville, on your way to Burville on Route 12 outside Watertown. The building is still there. That used to be what NCQ was. Then it became CIZ. Uh, and with that, they had an AM station, that, which is today is still on the air. That's the, uh, uh, the uh, Fox Sports Radio Station, 1410. Uh, and of all that uh, kind of uh, you know, merged in the late 90s when the rules changed. And uh, Ted Bilodeau's grand, uh, gang, I forget their names now, uh, Danzinger, I think his last name, Bruce Danziger, and he and a couple of guys, I believe from New Hampshire, owned, this, owned the group. They sold it to someone else. I think it was Forever, Forever Broadcasting. And they merged everything to where they are now on, uh, on Mullen Street. That was back in the late 90s. And uh, that was a huge change, a huge, huge switch in the radio business up here in, in northern New York. And, of course, you know, we're looking at, what, 25 years later, uh, both groups are still here. Dave Mance, of course, sold out to uh, Jim Levin back in 06. Uh, Stevens Media bought it, I believe, from this. Uh, this forever sold it to some other crappy company, and then they sold it to Stevens, and he has it right now. Uh, no telling what he's got anything planned. Doesn't look like he's doing anything over there these days. It's a shame. Uh, very strong signals, but uh, just no leadership out of uh, Oklahoma at all. Not not even close anymore. It's a shame. But that, that And I'm only saying that not as sour grapes by any means, but that's happening in a lot of places. Which is why, even though we pick on Jim Levin, and Jim Levin, you know, he loves it. Uh, he, 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 you know what? Let me let you in on a secret. Let me let you in on a secret. Someone came in today. I won't say who. It doesn't really matter. Who had, I guess you could say, not the greatest first impression of Jim Levin when he met him like five years ago, five, six years ago. And I heard about that because he told it to me. So I ran into him again today, and he's here at the sta- he was here at the station looking for Jim, which in the back of my mind was like, oh, that's interesting. And I said, and he started asking me about, you know, how, how I was doing. And he, he knew I was across town and blah, blah, blah. He said a couple things about that. And he says, oh, yeah, where's Jim? I said, no, he's, he's not here. He's, he's sick. Out, he's out sick today, which is very rare. And, and I go, well, geez, uh, that's good that, you know, you, you, I guess you, you like Jim again. So I, 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 I like Jim a lot. And, the, and he admitted, he said, in the beginning, it wasn't easy. But that guy has a lot of passion for radio. And so did this dude, too. He's big time uh, passion for radio. He's been doing it uh, in a sports capacity for a long time. So it just goes to show sometimes, you know, in this day and age, especially in this cancel culture that we're in, so many people will just, won't even give you a second chance if they don't find, you know, if, find you interesting or if they find you obnoxious or something you might have said or whatever. Maybe you were just in a bad mood, but too often people just dismiss you forever. And, and, it, and it leads to something that I've been saying. I've been going back and forth with my friend from Connecticut, Liz, who's called here last week. And, you know, a lot of people on the right, uh, uh, the, the, the Trump supporters, 
are hoping that the pendulum is in fact swinging our way, and it looks that way. Although the Roe versus Wade leak really was damaging, and of course, you know, the left is jumping on that uh, and not losing on this opportunity, not giving up on it. But it, I wonder if if it really does matter, uh, it, you know, because I have not seen two thousand mules. Uh, I know it seems as if, you know, we're going to have some type of strain and some type of effort by the key states, if not most states, most blue states are going to be changing rules leading up to the election. And I, I find that very, very discouraging. And Tucker Carlson said it himself. He said it on many occasions. He says, if people lose trust in our voting system, we, we just lose our country altogether. Now, we can have people call up the show and say, Glenn! Glenn, it's been proven in Michigan. It's been proven in Arizona. It's been proven in this state, in Nevada, and every other state. I don't know. I don't know. You look at the dynamics between 2016, the way we used to do it, and 2020, when, when the majority of votes came in by way of mail, mail balloting. And in, in many cases, in key states, they were shoving ballots in what's, what appeared to be a red box sitting outside a nice and easy convenience store. Yeah, that's, that's real clever. That's real safe and secure. So I can't wait to see uh, 2,000 mules. They've just been working on a lot of things. And again, I, I give up on trying to find out where to find things anymore. You know, you can't go to the movie theater anymore. And if you do, you know, good luck. Because no one's going to the movie theaters. It, it, everything's either on Netflix or Prime or Amazon or the, uh, uh, Paramount, Peacock. I don't know. I don't know where any of this stuff is. Why can't they just have it at a theater near you anymore? I'll whip out $6.00. And I'll spend $12 on some popcorn and soda and I sit in a, in a dark theater and hope uh, Pee Wee Herman's not sitting next to me. But no, no, I got to go looking for 2,000 mules. I hope I can find it this weekend. You're on the oh, You were on the air. You're on the air. Hey, Gwen, this is Satan. Satan. Satan rules. Hey, I think you ought to go over to Lancer and grab some tickets for the fight and give them away on your show. Uh, yeah, but I think Lancer's probably giving away all, all of them. I, I might, I might, I might uh, steal two I've, of them. I've been trying to win them off the show, but I can never get through. Well, because it's so popular, that's why. I'm, I'm losing my touch. Yeah, I guess so. You lost your Fonzie touch there, Satan. Exactly. <laughs> but I think you ought to do that. Just go over and smack uh, Lancer and uh, grab someone, bring them over, and give them away in your show. You know what? I'm going to ask. Uh, I see Oz is in the next studio. I'm going to see if I could steal two for you. How's that sound, Satan? Yeah, well, I called Oz to see if he was giving them away, and he wasn't sure if he was going to, going to be or not. Well, when did you call him? So, uh, last week. All right. Well, let me see what I could do for you. All righty, man. All right. Satan rules, buddy. That's right. All right. Thank you, my friend. That's, uh, that's Satan, of course, himself taking a break from uh, what he does best. Hi, you're in the air. Curry, how you doing? It's the Duff Man. What's happening? Not much. You were talking about the uh, former owner there of uh, CIZ. Bruce Danziger. I remember the guy. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. He always had uh, allergies. Problem. Yeah, and he had a uh, he was uh, c compulsive disorder, big time, huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He cleaned his hands pizza. for forty He'd minutes come at a time. Here for pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked my pizza because he could see it was nice and clean in there. And yeah, and he knew I washed my hands. He, he, yeah, he, he was like that. Yep, yep. It, it took him like and ten minutes to clean his hands. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he used to have lunch at Pewter Mug all the time. All the time, right? Because that's the closest yeah. restaurant to Gifford Street Road. Yeah, yeah, good guy. He come over to my place. Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah. Oh, do we have two two then, extra? Um, Wait, hold up, Duff. I'm going to ask Oz a question. Do we have two extra tickets to next week by any chance for MMA? Really? All right, all right. But we have some left, I guess, right? Okay. If if you find two of them. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. All right. Great. Okay. Great. 
Uh, go ahead, Duff. Sorry. No, I was saying that, uh, you know, we became kind of friends and stuff, and he'd come up here, and then all the people would come over when I had Papa Pete's, and, of course, they went across the street when my brother had the uh, Coal Creek Inn across the street from right. the studio there. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, the Coal Creek so, Inn. I remember yeah. going there. Yeah, now it's a church. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, that was the second place my brother owned that turned into a church. Really? What was the other place? Up in Adams, he had a place that turned into a church. Huh. Yeah. It wasn't a restaurant. It was a building he had that turned into a church. I know. I, I love going into where your brother Mike lived in, in Adams Center, those two beautiful churches right there on Route 11. I, I, I always admire mm -hmm. them. I, it just yeah. you know, it just it seems like Shenandoah or something. You know, it's just a beautiful little yeah, right, right next to uh, uh, Dewey's house there. It, oh, yes, and, and yes. The Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey yeah. Decimal System. Exactly. Yeah. We have such yeah. significant people up here. Plus, what not it true that the guy who created Arbor Day is from Adams, too? Yes. I forget his name. I don't know. Joe Leaf? <laughs> Joe Tree? Yeah, and then the, what, the, um, there's some connection to one of the mainline churches. Uh, the guy was from Mansville. And huh. I don't know if it was the Mormons or what or one of them huh. uh, where he went to... You know, he, he, he left here right. and then went out west. So, hmm. uh, yeah, there's all kinds of connections from here, you know. Oh, there are a lot of... Co uh, Seth yeah. McFarlane yeah. was the guy who created uh, Family Guy. Seth McFarlane, right. Yeah, I was going to tell you that, too. Right. Yeah, I got my tickets for the Buffalo game for the Monday night yeah. against the Titans. That's going to be an exciting thing, huh? Yeah, I don't understand. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm a football fan, and... It seems like I never remembered the day that they came out with the with the next year's schedule as being as big as they make it out to be these days. Who the hell cares oh, what the is. schedule looks like? It <laughs> is, Glenn. You know, and they, that, then the, the single tickets go on sale at that point. Right. And, I mean, uh, yeah, they're pricier than heck, I tell you, you know, especially for this, you know, this <laughs> game here. It's a night game and blah, blah, blah. I, oh, you know, yeah, that's going to be a lot. Yeah. Be super exciting. Yeah. You know, uh so yeah, um, but I did. You know, I thought I'd do it once in my life anyway. Yeah. Oh, Monday night football game. I would love to go to a Monday night football game. Yeah. Uh, down in Florida, which is weird. There's two places down there, and these are big, uh, uh, you know, restaurants. Yeah. They have separate rooms just for Buffalo Bill fans. Are you kidding the me? Coolest thing. Wow. I'm not kidding you. They're painted. They got the the entrance to go in. It's got the big Buffalo. Right. Uh, there's a guy in there, and he goes around and gets everybody fired up. Right. And, uh, right. You know all kinds of TVs, and then they have the, in the other room, the other huge room. What do they throw they chicken wings the, at you? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's a big uh, yeah yeah, and they break the table and everything. Well. It's um, you know, it's a big sports thing. But there was two of those places down there. So you're telling me, so so the preponderance of people that go down to at least your neck of the woods down there in Florida are from New York State because they don't have a room for Packers fans or the Steeler fans. They they have it for the Buffalo Bills fans only. Well, there's one there's one nightclub there. There's one club there that's uh, Steeler Nation. Okay. Uh, but uh, a lot of my, there's a lot of sports places down there where you go watch the games and all that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, the Bills are big in the Fort Myers area, really are. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it just know, goes to show the in New York big, influence. But it's not in New York where I live. It's mostly Midwest. It's mostly people from uh, Ohio. You know, Ohio, yeah, Michigan. Right. You know, my my you brother know, said the same thing. He said, you know, because he's bounced around. He rents down there for like seven months out of out of a year. And he says in recent years, uh, where he is now, he says most of them are from Pennsylvania, Indiana, and Ohio. 
And I say, wow, uh, that's that's weird. It just I, I didn't think anyone else went to Florida other than Canadians and, and people like you and me, you know, New Yorkers. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It seems to, I think the whole state's going to. I mean, look, Kevin Oliver just called from Florida. He's from yeah, up I here. Heard, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we are the world. New York created so many things in this world. Uh, not to mention, you know, the Erie Canal was responsible for making Chicago the secondary city of America. It used to be St. Louis. But because of the Erie Canal, we opened up trade uh, through the uh, Great Lakes, of course, through through Lake Erie. Well, we opened up so immigrant, you know, where people got down exactly. To the west. But 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 the yeah. Erie Canal built in 1825, and if you look at the numbers, St. Louis was supposed to be much bigger than Chicago, and it went totally the opposite way. And why? Because of New York. And then you have the the mob influence. Uh, for Las Vegas, we created, and then you have Hollywood influence with all the, you know, uh, uh, you know, all the rich guys moving out there and creating MGM and so forth in Hollywood Land, all from New York influence. The same thing with Florida, Miami, might as well be uh, another extension of the New York uh, area. So we have such oh, yeah. an incredible there's influence. Of, there's another in New York delis. There's one place I go to. It's an Italian uh, uh, grocery store. And it's all the Italian stuff, you know what I mean? And, and it's fantastic when you go. You wouldn't believe the stuff they carry. Oh, I'm sure. It's, just, yeah. it's great. It's like, it's like putting Gorys together with um, the place on Holcomb Street. Right, and, right. And uh, Altieri's and all those awesome Specialty meats. Big yeah. place. Yeah. And, I mean, it's packed. You stand in line with a number. You know the old-fashioned where you get the numbers and right. stuff at the meat counter and all right. that? You get all that. Right. Right, they walk in and out of the, uh, the the meat locker, and you can hear that big clamping of the of the door. You know when they close it behind them, uh, they're walking. Oh, yeah. on, they're they, walking they're on wooden sheets. You, you know all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they and they all have the you know the hats on. I don't know if they do down. There's there's a there's a famous deli in my neighborhood back in Queens called Manor Deli, and you can literally eat off the floor. It, it is that, and it's it's in a crappy neighborhood, but still, it's it's so beautiful. It's so, it's the best. So I I, I, w- I would expect the same down there. Uh, again, oh, yeah. ne- ne- and like you said, Italian-Americans, the big influence out of New York City and, and uh, the best pizza in the world. No doubt about it. No doubt. So it's no surprise they have it in Florida. Duff, i got to do a break, believe it or not. We're in the second half of the show already. I can't well, believe listen, it. you have a great weekend. Get out to the lake there and enjoy yourself. Well, tomorrow day. I'm going to be here for the big, big monster show, uh, Monster Garage, whatever we're calling it. So uh, hopefully we'll go up uh, after that. So, But uh, it's going to be great weather. But thank you, Duff. All right, man. I'll Have talk to you. So uh, that was the Duff Man. we got to do a break. We'll be back after this. He's been Lazo, Coffee Street, Watertown. You know, every now and then you come across something. Yeah, I know. We could talk about inflation, cost of gas. Is World War III looming? You know, all the things that really matter. But I saw something today on Facebook that I'm just amazed with. This coming from a, a group on Facebook called 80s Commercials, Trailers, Toys, and More. And, l- and let me explain what this is. It says, you know, there's a picture of what appears to be a, a, an overpass in, in a major city somewhere in America. Apparently, it's an old photograph. You wouldn't know it because it's, it's an aerial shot. And um, it's from Chicago, although you don't know that from this picture, but you'll know from reading the caption. Because as everyone knows, Married with Children takes place in Chicago. And, and, of course, the movie Vacation with Chevy Chase back in uh, the early 80s there, that took place, that originates in Chicago. The Griswold family lives in Chicago. In fact, Christmas Vacation, you know more about the Chicago location because, well, that's where he works. So 
there's a picture here, and again, I know this because movies and even TV shows would use uh, stock footage that's already been incorporated in other TV shows or particularly movies. And, and sometimes it's very obvious, but here's something that I never noticed. I've, I've seen the beginning of uh, uh, Married with Children, I, I don't know, uh, uh, realistically at least a thousand times. You know, they show the fountain. So it, it, they have the picture here, and, and the caption says the following. It says, just found out that the intro to Married with Children back in the uh, late 80s, early and through the 90s, was taken from scenes from Vacation, the movie. And not only that, but you can actually see the Griswold station wagon. And sure enough, they circled the picture of the, old, of the family truckster. Ain't that something? I know that didn't change your life. It didn't change your life at all. You look down, you're still fat or skinny or you're not feeling good or you're feeling great. It didn't change anything. But it might have given you that, oh, I didn't know that. So then I commented. And I, and, well, I didn't comment at all because one guy decided to be real smart, smug about it. His name is John Pianci or Pancioni. I don't know where he's from. And it says common knowledge. Like everyone knew that. Like, okay. So Glenn Curry, you know, responds to John and says, well, I didn't know. I got 11 likes. Sometimes people say, well, you should have known when you've been living under a rock. Instead, I got 11 likes, and actually people said, well, I didn't know either. You know, Tristan Sayers says, I didn't know. I never knew it. Wayne Tinscott said, I didn't know it either. Steve Hogue says, Glenn Curry, me neither. Is it me neither or me either? Or not me either? Oh, I don't know. You figure it out. So, again, this is just one moment in time that I probably should have been doing something else, but I was, you know, making comments, and now I'm sharing it with you. 755-1240 is the number if you want to share anything in your life today that's worth talking about. We'd love to hear from you. 755-1240. I did hear, Joe, I talked about Joe Pinion, the guy running against uh, Chuck Schumer in the general election. We wish him well. Um, he's uh, extremely well-spoken. He knows his stuff. He's a young man. 38 years old, I believe. Uh, went to Colgate, was a football player. And I tell you what, the guy looks like he could still f- play football. Uh, he's in, in, in excellent shape. And uh, we, we wish him the best. And again, I don't want to just come across and say, well, he doesn't have a chance. But it's going to be a tall, tall order. And, and in many cases, a lot of people, especially a young guy like him, a young man like that, he's an anchor man or, or temporarily not, no longer an anchor man uh, for Newsmax. Uh, but uh, he's, he's putting his, name, you know, his hat in the ring in a very, very uh, high-profile race. Uh, and I think because he's an African-American, he'll get more recognition, especially with the fact that he's a Republican. So I wish him well. And not just because of that. Sometimes, sometimes you need everything you got. You really do. Which is why you know, you know, hot bartenders get, uh, you know, uh, get the job before someone that's not as hot is probably better. It's just the way it is. Sorry. I didn't write the rules. I just know the rules. And sometimes the rules can work in your favor if you know how to use them. But he seems like he's on the ball, and I just hope that he gets some traction. So we had a couple people here talking to him, trying to help him out, and you know, networking and whatnot. And that's what it's all about. But you know darn well that, that the, uh, the Schumer team's got, I don't know, how much. I, does anyone know how much money Schumer's got? Is he still using money that he, that he didn't use in the last three races? Cause I don't even know who he ran against in the last. I, don't, I have no idea. Who ran for senator? against Chuck Schumer in the last two, two, uh, two races. Can anyone tell me that? So we wish Joe Pinion the best. 
uh, and uh, we will have him on the show in the future, that's for sure. Somebody was on the phone. I'm sorry. I noticed that they were there, and I lost them. Whoever that was, I have shut up. Uh, Our Lady of uh, Mount Carmel. That uh, is going on next month. And uh, at St. Anthony's Church right there on Arsenal Street. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take a good assumption that they were, they've been closed. This is the first one since 2019. It doesn't say that there. But it's the 104th Feast of Our Lady uh, of, of Mount Car- Carmel. That's a great event. It really is. It's a tradition, too, here in, Nor- uh, in Watertown. Hi, you're on the air. Awesome. How you doing, Glenn? Good. How you doing? Happy Friday, Mark. Yes, you good, too. Good, man. So I wanted to... Sorry, I had to stop by and pick up a pizza, but I wanted to backtrack, so I missed some dialogue here, man. That's okay. So I, I, I heard your awesome rant, man. So I, <laughs> I bought the DVD for 2,000 mules. I'll bring it out of the station and let you borrow it when it gets here if you want. Well, no. Then, t- yeah, t- then you'll be satisfied. Tell me, okay, <laughs> first of all, how long is it? And just give us a scenario. What, what did you learn? What stood out the most to you when you saw 2,000 mules? I haven't watched yet. I only ordered it from SalemNow.com, and uh, which I get my... Uh, I guess my conspiracy movies from, huh. uh, but I haven't got it yet. I'll get it like tomorrow or something. It'll be in the mail. So you actually order a, a DVD ordered to your house? Yes, yes, what? sir. I didn't even think that was. I I just thought those days were over. No, 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 no. Go to SalemNow.com and you can order a DVD or you can download a digital copy. Um, you can do that from your home. That's why they don't go to the big theaters anymore. These these independent movies. Right. The money is in uh, downloads and stuff. Or and some of us collect DVDs because I, I keep a library. Oh no so, no no question. So and and you mentioned yeah. Salem. It's the Salem Radio Network, I believe that that helped that that sponsored uh, this this uh, documentary by Denise D'Souza. So uh, yeah. that yeah that makes a lot of sense that, that you're getting it from them. So all right, let me ask you. You sound like you fr- are you from here? You fr- you from out of state, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Northwest Ohio, Glenn, and when I retired from the Army, I just put my roots here and got a, got a good career here. So North Country strong, man. We were bought in. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I hear that so often. It's one of the first things I ever heard when I first moved up here, that a better percentage of those who, who retire from the military stay in this community. Is that still the case from what you understand, sir? Oh, yes, sir. So, you know, where I work as a mechanical contractor, but I bring in interns to hire from Fort Drum all the time, and guys put their roots here. So it's pretty cool. And, and yet, you know, often we, we, try, to, we try to lure, you know, uh, doctors and, and, and physicians here, uh, but their wives don't like to live up here. Uh, and yet we have military personnel that, 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 that stay here and, and retire here. What does that tell you? Well, it tells me a couple things. One, you know, transitioning out of the military after a long career, it's, uh, there's opportunities for employment here. But two, I mean, if you can embrace the suck of Tent Mountain Division during Mountain Peaks, you can handle the North Country winters. So they just stay because it's a really good area. It's mm-hmm. got as much as nature as you want. Right. Plus, it's got all the commerce you really need. A town the size of Watertown shouldn't have this many radio stations. Yeah, you're right. Have this many TV stations. You're right. You're right. My, you know, my my town in Ohio would never have any of this. No, it's about only thirteen thousand. And I, and let me tell you why. Uh, because I'm going to say that you probably live either near Columbus, Cincinnati, or Cleveland. Is that correct? That is incorrect. I was the Toledo way. Ah, okay. Okay. How far from Toledo? From uh, uh, Jamie Farr? Clinger. Uh, from Jamie Farr. You know Jamie. <laughs> yep. I was about uh, an hour and 20 minutes south, so about the same distance between here and Syracuse. Okay. So, wait a minute. So, you're an isolated community, and, you know, what, what, TV, what TV and radio did you get in your small town? It was all out of Toledo or Detroit. That's all the radio Isn't that got. something? So we didn't pick, pick up Cleveland or Columbus or none of that. It was, everything came out of Toledo. And the next biggest town other than Toledo was what? 
Well, just to the south of us was Finley, which is now, I think they now have a Radio 1 TV station there. But yeah. Kind of like uh, Potsdam is the size of it. Right. Um, Small place, yeah. We've yeah. got uh, Bowling Green in between where I'm at and Toledo, which is another college town that's a lot like Potsdam. Right, you know? right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, you make a very ob- yeah. Not many people would observe make a, such an observation like that. You're absolutely right. Even when we had over thirty thousand people here, we had three. You know, uh, we've always had you know a lot of pres- you know representation in all of media. We have a daily. We've had that since the nineteenth century. That's still going strong. Uh, we have uh, an ABC and a Fox and NBC now, and uh, and an ABC. So for a small town with twenty three thousand people. And not to mention a gazillion radio stations. We are flooded. You're absolutely right, my friend. You make a very good point. Yes, sir. Hey, can I bring up one more point? I, I was I was catching you on, on like you, you were powering through an awesome rant there, ma'am, and you were talking about like uh, Roe versus Wade, how it's going to the Democrats are going to jump all over, try to persuade it. Right. Unfortunately for them, man, that's an issue where people stand where they stand. There's no sway. They're not. You're not going to convince anybody that's staunch pro-life to vote Democrat. You're not going to convince anybody that's staunch pro-choice to vote Republican. It's just not going to happen. Except it works against them because pro-choice people are most likely going to turn pro-life more so than pro-life to pro-choice. So whatever rants sure. or drumming that they're doing, it's worthless. It's a waste of time, and it's to get our minds off of Afghanistan right. and get our minds off of inflation right. and how we're screwing up almost cuss there screwing up ukraine because we're screwing that up too yeah and uh that's all it is man but do do you agree with me that you know in many cases particularly those that that protest roe versus wade not just in recent weeks but before that most of them are well beyond their childbearing years and that they shouldn't be talking about a a woman's choice at that point i mean to me it always seems to be people that one never had babies never intended on having babies or are long gone since they've had that uh, ability to have babies i just think it's an opportunity for them to just hate hate the uh, the republican establishment so they need anything they can get uh just to throw stones at us. That's my opinion, of course. Yeah, well, I can't disagree with that. If you take a look at the protesters, man, it ain't. It, it is people beyond their childbirth and years. So it's the old hippies who ain't having babies anymore, right? You know, with orange hair. And then the other, the, the younger ones, man. It's not like you take a look, man. It's all like I don't care how someone's persuasion is, but it's all like which lesbians and shit. They ain't having no kids. I mean, right, come on, man. Right, like, right, right. I know? agree. Right. Right. And if, you got, and if you've ever known anybody that's had an abortion, none of them girls that I knew through my years that made that choice, whom I still love dearly, um, no. are going in the streets high-fiving each other no. over an abortion that they had. No. They're not doing it. No. And, and they're not boasting about it either. And they're not voting on it either. That is not an issue. And like I said, it's a deadlocked issue that, you know, and so what? You know, the state, so the states get it back. So you know, 20 million youth. Utah people that are Mormon decide they don't want abortion in their state. Well, God help them. They don't want abortion. Well, exactly. You know, they, people, not everything is, you know, the old days of media, New York City was the, the bee's knees. You know, everything had to be like New York City right. in the old days. Now it's Silicon Valley. Right. Um, but, right. you know, that, that influence is dispersing and gone. I mean, everything everything should go back to the states, I think. Well, but they're afraid that if it's if, if it's no longer a part of the federal law, that uh, the states will do, at least fifteen states will just drop it all together. You know, states like Oklahoma are already you know they got like two clinics left, and there's others down there, Alabama. You know, the Bible Belt states. So they're fearful of that. And yet, uh, Governor Hochul is already preparing for like this uh, deluge of people that want to kill their baby to come here, so that we can give them all the support they need. It's it's, it's disgusting what's going on in the state. 
Yeah, you know what's probably funny about that? It's probably her secret plan to backfill all the nurses she fired. Yeah. Because they made a choice in their life. Yeah. Right. What a jerk. Yeah, it really you know, is. He's done anyway. I We're hope so. See a Republican president, uh, Republican uh, in, in the governorship coming up. I know it. I I'm hope so. You. We're, they're they're going to run with the Virginia model, and it's going to work, brother. I hope so. I hope you're right, my friend. Listen, uh, don't be a stranger. Call up the show, and when you do see uh, 2,000 Meals, I might have a chance to see it this weekend. Tell us what you think about it, and tell us what's most revealing about it as well. You know I will, man. You know I will. Oh, I appreciate it, my friend, and thanks for your service, and have a great weekend. You too, brother. Party right, thank- on. Yes, you too. Party on, dead man. That's <clears throat> um, an old song lyric. Anyway, uh, that's great. So that's uh, 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 a retired soldier there talking about how he and his family have stayed here in northern New York, originally from Ohio. Makes a great point about the, uh, uh, the I guess you could say, the, the ocean of media we have in such a small community. I've been saying that for years. So let's do this. Let's do a break. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tiles in your lawn than grass. All right, we're back. Just in the last couple of hours, I've had things sent to me uh, uh, by you know by friends. Just a couple of links. I want to share them with you. Dip 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 day. Five fifty five, by the way. Five fifty five, Glenn man. <clears throat> All right, now the first one I just got from my brother. And let me set this up. It's a video of a guy uh, uh, filling up his. It's it's a, a security camera at a gas station, and it's at night. The man is alone. He's he's filling up his car. It's a white sedan, late model. And out of the blue comes a white van that comes up very, very close to his car. Very awkward. So he must have known right away that something was up. This is, this is about to be a carjacking. So let me start the, audio, uh, the video here so I can give you the blow-by-blow. Blow. So the, the car pulls up. The van, I should say, and and they, they, they one guy jumps on the back of the car. So the guy knows something's up. But remember, he's filling his car up with gas as this happens. If this happened moments ago, before, just as he got out of his car, he would have been assaulted, beaten up, and his car would have been taken away by, by yes, three black youths or young men. So, and again, this is, this is clear that, that these are three black men that are assaulting what looks to be a white guy just minding his own business. I don't know where this is. So talk about, you know, fast timing or, you know, thinking quick on your feet. He's filling up his tank with gas, and the moment he sees the driver pull out and two others come out, he, he takes the nozzle out of, the, of his gas tank and starts spraying the perpetrators with gasoline. And, and I tell you, he gets it right in their faces. One guy comes around the car and is about to assault him physically, and he comes within a couple of feet. Now, for the record, I've never had anyone spray gasoline on me in my life. Now, if you're looking to assault somebody and take their car and their wallet, because that's, the, that's, that's what these, you know, these three people are, are, are doing or about to, uh, you wouldn't think that gasoline or any type of liquid, is, you know, unless it's acid, unless it's a scene from uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, Phantom of the Opera, you, you're not going you know, to allow that to stop you. But maybe the fumes themselves, whichever, or the thought like, oh, my God, he's spraying gasoline on me. And by the way, I've never tried this before. But the gasoline's coming out like a water hose. I mean, it's coming out, and he's spraying it. And then he, he manages to spray it right into the van itself because they open up the side door to make this assault. So they, 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 they panic. They fall apart. They get back in their car, and they drive away. 
and and you just feel so good for the for this guy, and yet at the same time, this could have been the very last moment of his life. Look what he had to do to protect himself and his property. I, I don't know if I'd have the gumption to do this. I don't know if I would be that quick. I wish I would. I, you never know. You never know. I, mean, I love when people say, well, if I was there, I would have taken it. No, you wouldn't. Don't tell me that. No one touches my kid. If I was there, I would. No, no, you wouldn't have done that. Don't, don't posture, please. You know, don't do that. So then the other video that was sent, is the other, uh, my friend Liz sent me this earlier today. And I had seen this video. This video was actually up and at him uh, before COVID. And I'll explain this real quick because I don't have much time. I've got a little less than two minutes. So anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's this uh, uh, reporter at uh, what appears to be a protest on one side of the street. And uh, there's, there's, there's protesters on the left and there's protesters on the right. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Donald Trump was coming into town for some type of rally or maybe a debate, whatever the deal was. This was before COVID. And <clears throat> anyway, uh, this one woman says, listen, I want to see if uh, someone from the left can actually come over here and, and, and be, a, you know, be cordial and we can talk things out and, and discuss our differences. And sure enough, they lured a gentleman over, African-American man, who comes over and he says, no, I don't like Donald Trump. Uh, but, you know, and people said, oh, that's, that's your prerogative. But they spoke, and they spoke very well to one another. So it says, okay, let's, okay, now that we've established this, all these MAGA people with their red hats and so forth, hugging the guy, acknowledging, you know, and respecting him. So then they walked across the street to see if they would get the same result. You would not believe the language, particularly from women. It's amazing. So just like our friend who called up earlier, the left is angry. And it all happened in June of 2015 when Donald Trump came down that escalator, I swear to God, that was the beginning of a whole new world. But at the same time, these people were angry. This was anger that was just building up and building up towards conservatives, towards the white people. And it's just, it's just incredible. And, and then sure enough, a year or two later, we saw it all throughout the, 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 the Trump administration, how ugly things got. So I wanted to share that with you. Two, two great videos to reflect on what we're looking like these days. And we're looking bad. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. Have a great weekend. This is CBS News on the Hour. Your home for original reporting. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington.